5G carries tomato sauce. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. So uh, yeah, let's get this uh, let's get this podcast rolling. So uh, TJ, we uh, for this last Saturday we went to a kind of a newer place, at least to Omaha. Uh, we went to Copal Mexican Cuisine. Now there is another Copal Mexican Cuisine, but uh, it is located in Lincoln, Nebraska. So now we have our very own Copal in Omaha, Nebraska. So I actually did not know that as I, I did read some of the uh, website lore yes. about uh, Copal being some sort of sacred tree to uh, be burnt as a, a pleasing sacrifice like incense. I think a tree, a, a resin possibly comes yes. out of that tree or the, the resin is Copal, etc. And And so, yes, it, uh, yeah, that's where so the I, restaurant derives its name. I got that, but uh, less of the terrestrial lore. So is this an outcropping, a franchise, or a uh, a second location, I suppose would be the, the best way to say that, yes. for the Lincoln location of Copal? Yes, I believe a second location. Uh, the original, uh, it said it was founded in Lincoln and opened in 2015. So five years later, we get a Copal in Omaha. So that uh, roughly, you know, 45-minute drive for a car takes a restaurant about five years to drive up here. Well, the crawl speed on those is a little bit slower. It is. I told the pioneers used to ride these babies for miles. <laughs> now, the real question is, is where's Honest Abe's? You know, because they've been around for a while. Are they still on? Did they just not take the interstate? Or are they driving uh, surface, you know, back roads to get up here to Omaha? Well, maybe they're taking the old highway system. That uh, Maybe so. That could... No, Dave, I don't have a joke for this. I'm, that, I'm that's okay. That's okay. That's right fine. I, that, was, that was solid, though. I, that, I like it. Oh, good. Oh, good. I was just envisioning a restaurant physically driving up to Omaha, and, and I suppose it would take a while. You have to be careful, otherwise it might fall apart. So, you know, it's, it's, it's important. Pan, well, maybe, maybe, maybe they're trying to be authentic. They're, they're not into automotive travel at oh. that point. Maybe it's like a horse and buggy type deal. Or, oh, wow. Let's see, Lincoln... Railroad system, you think? Maybe so. Oh, that, that shouldn't be too long. I bet it'd be easier to transport via, That's via true. railway. That's true. That's true. But I, I will Hard tell to you. find a steam engine to pull them? Well, not only that, uh, TJ, but the, the thing is, is uh, this location that they moved into is at uh, 3623 North 129th Street, and there are no railroad tracks in that general vicinity. Um, so not only... At 3623 North 129th Street, are there no railroad tracks? There may be some in the midst of this zip code, which I'm going to take this zip code bull by the horns, TJ, and I don't know what that means, but I've got it here. The zip code for a Copal Mexican restaurant at 3623 North 129th Street is indeed 68164, a, a befitting zip code for Copal Mexican cuisine. Quite, quite. Yes, indeed. I suppose we could make some notes on the atmosphere. Um, we were both in, uh, very briefly, to actually pick up our food stuffs. I will say, I think we both got the, uh, the bartender taking the takeout orders. And uh, I, I kind of like the guy, if for no other reason than so for the takeout order. He requested name. And it looks like the system, when you are doing, and since so many are doing curbside these days, I suppose it's semi-useful information, that the, uh, the system they're using takes both first and last name. Mm -hmm. I figured he was putting it under one or the other, you know, 
coffee shops, even some of the drive-thrus will ask you for your first name and then call that out for your order. Well, I substitute my last for that because it's shorter, as you are well aware. Mm. Um, my first name has usually gotten wrong. I told him my first name, people usually get it wrong, and it's kind of long. It's a lot of letters. Yeah, TJ is just yes, difficult yes. sometimes. The, the T has more after it, it I it promise does. you, and it's, it's usually gotten incorrect. My last name, not so much. Fairly distinctive. Yeah. So I gave him that, but, and he said no more about it. When I got there, I found that my name on the receipt was Long. First name Long, last name my last name. <laughs> I did say my first name was Long. I choose, I, I didn't question him on it, but I choose to believe he was a wonderfully sarcastic individual. And I look forward, uh, once we are fully out of uh, the, the current... The temporary but, necessity, I think you called it? Yeah, the, the current situation. Well, I was deciding whether or not to mention it on the podcast or even use the word, but... We're all kind of aware of it. Once the, the COVID situation has been cleared up in whatever fashion that it will be, and we can return to lives as normal, I look forward to getting a drink from this individual. I kind of like him just on the grounds of this. That's, that's awesome. That's, uh... <laughs> uh, it does look like, I don't know if I'd go as far as like really upscale. It didn't feel like I needed a reservation or a membership to get into the place. No. But definitely a more modern kind of a sleek look. There was... Uh, some steel and black and wood were seemed to be most of the predominant themage of the place. Uh, there was a a restaurant, a a Mexican cookery type flair. It felt just a little bit southwest, but also that extra sleek, modern. And it is a single name place, but kind of the type of feel you would expect out of a single name place. It was going for that that sleeker aesthetic i do believe well I'll, I'll tell you the uh the entryway where we picked up our to-go orders was pretty cool i took a peek into the dining room and i i'm i'm really unsure of what it's actually like in there because the tables and chairs looked you know fine of course and clean and all that kind of thing but uh almost uh nondescript and then the wall was kind of a you know an orange type peach color or something along those lines and so i i couldn't tell what the full dining room was like but boy i like that entryway it's real nice um, indeed, indeed. Uh, it's it's got a nice painting on the wall and i thought that what was really cool i think it's about five feet tall a uh a dia de los muertos uh themed statue How made the heck did i miss that oh my gosh it's got a little sign that says very fragile i believe that because it looks like it's made out of porcelain or something along those lines <laughs> porcelain yeah beautifully decorated but uh because of the theme you know it's a skeleton so it's got a small skull head and spindly skeleton arms made of fragile material it's pretty cool uh definitely look for that when you get there but don't touch it um so the the entryway was great as far as entryways i've been in to pick up to go orders as of late this is a solid one quite so now that we've got the brief ambiance because we you know that's that's what we got right now so let's uh let's talk a little bit about uh the the foods so we had both the uh fatmobile the original socially distanced minivan we had the fatmobile 2 the socially distanced honda and uh, our dining guest brought the new and ever so popular with cup holder and table uh, socially distanced folding chair with table. Well, next to the socially distanced Chevy, yes. Oh, that's true, that's true. Uh, so, yes, uh, T 
TJ was uh, eating within the um, confines of the minivan, me and the Honda, and then our guest uh, brought a chair with a uh, table. So we, uh, we did, I think we exceeded the six feet of, of distance for those uh, uh, table spaces. So it's, it's good. I think we've kind of got that down to an art, but if, if you are eating in your car, a folding table or something along those lines, and uh, TJ, I think you got me on this, is the real cutlery. Bring your own nice metal spoon fork and knife it really makes dining much better but uh, yes we for we real probably ought to uh, as you have stated get to talking about the food we really I think should we do that on occasion what i kind of like is is that with any to-go order you automatically get chips and salsa that is a cool thing and an unusual thing that usually doesn't happen with to-go and carry out indeed and uh i i did have a fair amount of uh dippable options uh-huh which may have influenced my chip number. I will ask, did you also have a pretty darn generous portion of chips? I had a paper bag that yes. was probably about half full, and it was a good-sized paper bag. Yes, it is in, you know, a good-sized lunch sack full of corn chips with some good coarse-grain salt on them. It's a quality chip, and I got a boatload of them. Yeah, about the right thickness for, like, if you had a real heavy dip, I think they'd hold up to it, but still thin enough to be crisp. They don't mm -hmm. have that kind of uh, almost chewy texture that some of the real thick ones get. They were, they were just about the perfect form factor for it. I would say I should have gotten to mine sooner, because I think they're, they're either fresh-cooked or they are... A pre-made chip that is fried after the fact. Either way, they they had seen action recently and <laughs> probably are best fresh. Uh -huh. And then your your time scale slowly goes off. So they are an appetizer. They are best consumed as an appetizer. That said, they were still good at the end of the meal, but better the closer to the beginning we get. I like your thickness description on the chip because I used it not only for the tomatillo salsa that I ended up with, but I also used them to scoop my refried beans. And so they are a sufficient chip for either thick or thin dips. Well, how about the red salsa? How was that? The red salsa, I'm so sorry, Dave, oh. was delicious. I'm, I'm glad for you, but not for my taste buds because I didn't get to have any. Indeed, I remember a, there was a little bit of a, not, I'm, I'm not talking about heat, there was a, a tiny amount of heat, there was mm -hmm. just barely, I could have used a little bit more bite, maybe, but there was enough to let me realize that there was heat there, but heat aside, there was a good spiciness to it. We are now far enough away from this meal that the exact analysis eludes me, I remember having a couple of thoughts on it at the time, but alas, I did not write down notes. That said... It has a nice tomatoey, uh, sweet flavor. I am not truthfully certain if it had a decent amount of tomatoiness and something was added to make it more sweet. You know, some people add uh, sugar to their salsas and that kind of thing, or if they were just very ripe tomatoes involved. But definitely a sweet and deep tomatoey flavor, uh, a good spice profile to it, just a little bit of freshness coming from, I assume, onion and maybe some cilantro in there. It was a nice blend. This was a very, a very good, you know, standard style red sauce to lead with. If I was ordering a, you know, just, I said red salsa and this is what comes to me, mm -hmm. that makes me pretty happy. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on over to some entrees. Oh, wait a minute. You had the cheese dip, yes? Oh, I did have the cheese How dip. How was it? Somehow I've forgotten about it and all this salsa. Um, 
So we were talking about this, and I, I believe it's in the pre-roll along with the entire rest of the world, because there's quite a bit of pre-roll, but rather than make you sort that out, we were talking about the, uh, the merits or lack thereof of curbside dining, where when it comes to you in a box or a styrofoam container, all of the experience of the restaurant is wiped away, and you get what the food is at its core, basically. But that's without the presentation and without the feel of the restaurant, for better or for worse. So it is interesting for analysis. So this cheese dip, which came to me in a styrofoam container, was good. I suspect I would give it a higher rating than I do if it was in like a nice ramekin or ceramic dish or something. Uh, a form factor that was wider and not oh, as deep. because you, you couldn't do the scoop dip thing, could you? Yeah, and, and not as comfortable for dipping and getting an yeah. even distribution because there's, you know, there's bits of, of peppers and things in here. Yeah, it said it's got jalapeno chunks and chorizo in here. Yeah. So it's probably hard to, if you're dipping vertically, it's a bit hard to get that, isn't it? Yeah, there was plenty of it. The distribution in terms of, you know, parts per million of chorizo... <laughs> <laughs> was definitely what it should have been. The balance was good, but the form factor for dipping meant that I got a lot with a lot of jalapeno and chorizo and a whole lot of chips with nothing but just the cheese sauce on it. Yeah. And that it certainly doesn't ruin it. It's still good. But if I had a wider, shallower dish to dip, so it was the proper, you know, across the uh, the length of the thing dip for the chip. I think I would have enjoyed the experience of eating it more. That said, it is a good, just the right thickness. Some of these are a little too runny. And if it was, I, I don't want it to be, you know, like a nacho cheese starchy experience either. Mm -hmm. This was a good, good thickness and a good white cheese. I I believe kind of authentic Mexican cheese dip type thing. Gotcha. This made me pretty darn happy. If I had it to do all over again, I would even consider bringing a dish just for the cheese dip to get that dip experience right. So over to some main courses then, and let us uh, talk about the same uh, the entree that you and I both ordered. I kind of figured you were going to order this, and uh, you did, and I did as well, because I don't see how you you can pass up trying this, but it's the enchiladas mole, uh, which reads as their famous homemade mole sauce prepared with over 15 ingredients resulting in a truly authentic Mexican dish served with queso fresco, sour cream, and onion on corn tortillas because flour tortillas are not an authentic enchiladas. Um, I'm going to start with the sides that come with this because they also came with my tacos as well. So it comes with refried beans uh, with a little bit of queso fresco or something along those lines on top. Good beans, uh, smooth texture and uh, flavorful. Um, you know, sometimes you get ones that just kind of taste like, eh, these tasted like, yeah. So I like them. The rice was interesting. It is not a typical Spanish or Mexican rice as is served at many other places where it's a tomato coated rice. These were, it was white rice, individual grains. They did not get clumpy. A few pieces of corn looked like some parsley or something along those lines, uh, just for garnish and uh, a garlic type flavor to it. Um, tasty rice. I liked it because it was different and a great accompaniment to the enchiladas of which there were three on this order. So three, I'm going to go for medium small to medium sized tortillas if you're thinking a netty's enchilada 
this is not. If you're thinking one of those really, really tiny ones where you eat it and you're like, wow, I could eat 40 of these, it's a hair bigger than that. Uh, the three of them together made for an, a decent-sized portion of enchiladas. I mean, this is Saturday, so I'm not going to lie. I could probably use at least two more on that plate, but that might be asking a lot for an entree that's $11. Um, I, well, I, I would debate on the $11, but I think asking any more than one extra it would would be pushing it at the price that's yeah that's a good call you know four would be would be nice but you know that's okay plus the the other thing is making a legit mole sauce from scratch hey it's gonna take some work goodness yes even even benefiting from economies of scale where you're making batch after batch of it so it doesn't feel like you're you know buying a bunch of ingredients like you would as a home cook and it it costs more than it should even with that a lot goes into a mole in general, and they emphasize that there is a large number of ingredients in this yes. on the menu. Yeah, and my guess is like, you know, 14 of the 15 are different spices probably. Uh-huh. So the uh, your enchiladas, you have some choices here. You can get the chicken tinga, shredded beef, veggie mix, cheese, cheese and beans, and ground beef. I went for the chicken option, and you cannot mix and match. You pick one protein for your enchilada plate, and in this case, like I said, I got the chicken, uh, a, a shredded type chicken, and a flavorful chicken, good corn tortillas, and the mole sauce slathered over the top with that queso fresco. This, if you look at the picture on our social media, this is just, it's an intriguing dish. You're going to look at it and go, wow, this is really spicy or this is really deep. It, it is a striking plate of enchiladas that shows up. And there's no way you can look at that and go, wow, those look boring. Like, not happening. Um, I found the sauce surprisingly sweet. I, I didn't get, um, I know mole, a lot of times you, you, you may get some chocolate notes in there. I don't know that I picked up on that exactly. Um, and I I could use it to be a little bit more savory, but I kind of don't want them to change it at all. Um, so it's a little bit sweeter to me, but I, I liked it. Um, I would eat these again. The chicken was not dry. There was plenty of sauce. I liked the extra cheese on top. Uh, the onion comes served as just uh, three red onion rings slices not not bread or anything like that just slices of onion on top so you can choose to regulate your onion however you see fit Uh, i got the shredded beef which i think added some depth and made the sweetness play possibly a little bit nicer for me than it did for you probably so because the beef i bet you know had a little stronger flavor than a chicken would usually have so yeah we we threw some extra umami into that pot so to speak Ooh, buddy and it was indeed worthy of some ooh, buddy I really dug these. These are my favorite use of a mole or favorite mole that I have had. I could, again, I might order more. The three, given the size of them, was basically one fairly large, you know, burrito, big burrito size uh, flour shell equivalent. This was about the right size for an entree. Again, fatter day portion size, we could go up, but couldn't we always go up with fatter day portion size? This was yeah. correct. Yeah. This was, it was an interesting experience. There's enough that goes into the mole. It was a, a nicer restaurant. All of the factors that would raise that price, maybe a dollar or two from the, the like eight or nine that I have in my head. The price makes sense. 
the portion size makes sense. Yes. Comes with rice and beans. It was a good blend of things. The the only thing that threw me off was the styrofoam container for crying out loud. If this <laughs> comes out to me at a table on a plate. Oh, you'd be real happy. Yeah, it's it's the right thing. I, yeah. I dig the complexity. I agree with you on the the end of the spectrum it sits on and that I wouldn't change it. I really like this. I recommend it very highly, especially I will be trying the chicken tinga just for the sake of the experience and the fact that they have all those different protein options. Yeah. But I think shredded beef sometimes can be a little on the dry side depending on the cut they use, the way that they cook it. Uh, I will often opt for ground beef instead. I would not have here. I was happy with the shredded beef, and I, that is usually my least favorite of the protein options. But in this case, I think it goes in here, and they make a particularly good shredded beef, and I would recommend it in this fashion. Well, heck, I might have to try that next time. So, awesome. All right, so you and I both got a second entree, right? Because it's Saturday, and Quite so. I don't know if we ever walk out with just one entree. So, I also got the Campechanos Tacos TJ. Yes, TJ Tell is... Tell me about the Campechanos. Indeed, I will. So, uh, this... Uh, is a you cannot get tacos a la carte so you have to order a taco plate but the thing is is this taco plate is nine dollars it's cheaper than the enchilada plate you get three tacos and more beans and rice the beans and rice are good so this is a good thing i had plenty of beans and rice the campechanos tacos are a mixture which is kind of fun so they have asada they have chorizo a cactus salad and avocado so what an interesting taco. So we got the chorizo, we got a sausage, we got a, you know, straightforward asada, and then the, the cactus salad in there. These things were tasty. Um, you know, good chunks of steak, good chunks of chorizo, one uh, good-sized slice of avocado, and this cactus slaw. They're more of a street-sized uh, taco, so you get three of them. And those two sides for $9. Um, I found these to be very tasty and very interesting and very different. Um, I don't think I've bumped into quite this combination elsewhere. Uh, and, uh, and they were tasty. So I saw they have burritos. And I saw that I think the charge is a buck fifty. It's not much, whatever it is. You can add a container of that creamy tomato salsa. What? I didn't know this was a thing. And as such... I ordered myself a burrito with my protein of choice, in this case carnitas, which we will get to those, and a container of the creamy tomato salsa. So I had a flour shell and creamy tomato salsa. In theory, this should be in the ballpark. Hmm. It came with the same beans and rice. Good beans. I, I forgot to spend enough time there when we were there, but it comes with the beans, the rice that we have discussed at length, mm -hmm. my little container of creamy tomato salsa mm -hmm. in a flour shell, and the in, the enchilada, and the burrito itself. See, I've got enchiladas thank on the brain. Thank goodness your burrito. I mean, I guess it would be okay if it came with an enchilada, but thank goodness your burrito came, came with, with a burrito. burrito. Quite so. So, the uh, ingredients in this burrito, what I remember most is I had carnitas. Good. And I had lettuce. Yes. That can be mixed. Ooh, warm lettuce. Yeah, it can go wrong. Mm. I don't believe that it went wrong in this case. Good. Um, I liked the lettuce. It was crisp. It was cool. It was what lettuce should be. I want to say there were some tomatoes involved. Uh, I don't remember the other accoutrement and the carnitas themselves. Um... We'll start with the carnitas, I suppose. Well, we started with the lettuce, but we'll describe the carnitas next. 
uh, a little bit more of the shredded type. When I think carnitas, I generally think chunks of, you know, cubes-ish of fried in lard pork. That is the way I understand them. However, I've had them several places, including Jacobos, and I believe uh, Sam's does them as well. But a number of the rather authentic Mexican food places in South O do them as shredded, so I will have to accept that that is a, a correct form factor as well. Um, this is one of the few times I have liked the shredded nearly as well as the chunks. Hmm. They had a good, uh, for lack of a better term, bark, a nice crispy fried uh, component to them, nice. as well as being, I'm sorry folks who hate this word, moist. The, the meat was decidedly moist along with that crispiness. Um, I do still like the, the thicker form factor for them, but this worked for shredded. It was a good example of what it was. The flavor was definitely there. Was it good? Yeah, it really was. I took those a few bites, tried it out, wish there was just a little bit more meat in it, and then I opened up my container of creamy tomato salsa, which at this point, it is a salsa, according to the, uh, the menu, and not mm-hmm. a sauce per se, and it is not, it's probably about a two-ounce container, I would say, at a guess, somewhere in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. May, maybe a four. I'm kind of bad at judging that kind of volume. A, a good size, a reasonable size for a, a thing of salsa. Mm-hmm. And so I opened that up, and it's not smothered in that. It's not like somebody took two big ladles and laid it over the burrito, and then I had the burrito on a plate, which would have made the enchilada I was looking for. So I was skeptical of my results. Yes. So I opened the container, mm-hmm. and I poured it on the end of the burrito and took a bite. Mm-hmm. And that solved all of the balance issues and comfort <laughs> food issues so dang fast, my head just about spun. This, it's not exactly what I'm looking for. I don't know if the, uh, the corn-shelled enchiladas with this sauce on them would, would be perfect. But the burrito with this side of creamy tomato salsa got real close to the exact type of thing that I am looking for. Nice. This was very much in the ballpark of that sort of comfort food, Mexican, flavorful, but familiar experience that I have been searching for. I would order it again. So I think that really takes us into wrap-up territory on this Saturday Morsel episode for Copal Mexican Cuisine. And since we are in the morsel mode, uh, we'll talk to you a little bit about the the hook and the hint of this restaurant. Uh, The hook for me on this restaurant is that there's some interest hiding out here in West Omaha. And there's some really unique flavors. That mole sauce, like I said, is is very unique and different on these enchiladas. And, uh, I mean, they've got the chorizo and french fry burrito, which we didn't get to. Um, there, There's just, I would say, browse that menu. Heck, I had tacos that had asada, chorizo, and cactus on them. That's different. That's fun. So that's where I think kind of the, the hook is there. Um, you know, the hint as far as that goes... I'm going to leave that to you, TJ, because I think I think you kind of stated your your potential hint maybe with the burrito, but I, I'm going to throw that one your way. I I think you got it in one is oh golly because I I want to say that it's ordering the tomato salsa if That's you get anything with the flour shell sounded like yeah I think there's some wisdom there I think uh, regardless explore your salsa options. Yeah. If the salsa sounds even remotely good to you, go there because they have a lot of interesting stuff, but six salsas and they all sound good and the ones we had were mighty fine. 
and it's cheap to add an extra one onto your meal or to do the salsa flights. Explore those as extra options, especially, you know, a buck fifty. I think I am correct in this price for them as an add on. At a buck fifty each, spend, get yourself a burrito or something with chips or any number of things where you could add them. Grab yourself two extra and see what you get because it's a complete change. Get yourself a, a blank slate or a semi blank slate type of food, something that would go well with any number of these, mm-hmm. and grab a couple, three of them and see how you feel about it. It's a good way to expand your, uh, your meal experience in a very positive way and a way to tailor it without spending a bunch of money going across the whole menu or going overboard with quantity. So I'm going to say hook, interesting, hint, salsa. There you go. So surf the menu and find some cool options because there are some really unique flavors and options here and a lot of flavor, some good presentation and, uh, I'm looking forward to eating in here Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think it would be really neat. Um, and, you know, of course, shout out to a, another tasty place down the street. An, another Westo Mexican gem, Rivera's, is uh, pretty close as well. So you've got a, uh, you've got a couple of things popping up here uh, that, are, that are west of, of the central areas and southerly areas of Omaha. So pretty cool. Well, that brings us to the end of this Saturday morsel for Copal Mexican Cuisine. And uh, so glad you spent some time with us. Please remember to like, subscribe, share with someone who's hungry. Please, we'd like to get the word out about Saturday Omaha. Uh, we are on um, pretty much any major podcast provider, as well as on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, at Saturday Omaha, you can see us. So there is the shameless plug for our own podcast. And... Uh, With that, I think I'll take us out by saying, I'm Dave. I'm TJ. And thanks for eating with us. And uh, eat this. Eat this. Bye-bye. Saturday Omaha. Eat this.